Welcome to the Money, Marketing, and Mission Show, where we are breaking all the rules when it comes to making money online. I'm your host, Mia Francis Poulin, owner and copywriter-in-chief at The Copy House, a boutique copywriting agency for mission-focused businesses who want to market their business authentically, ethically, and profitably. The Money, Marketing, and Mission Show is here to help amplify the voices of business owners who are out here doing big things, those who are breaking barriers for marginalized communities, redefining time freedom, and generally getting in good trouble to make our society a better place, and making money while they do so. So if you're up for an awesome conversation, deep talk, and a good time talking about money, how we do business, and how we do good, then settle in for a listen. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Money Marketing and Mission Show. I am just so in love. I'm feeling so happy, so in love. Maybe it's just the time of the year. I'm just so filled with joy. And I'm filled with joy, especially today on this episode, because as you may know, I am from New Orleans, one of the greatest cities in this great United States of America. And, um, I love connecting with other New Orleanians. When I can meet a hometown girl and connect and talk in my yat accent and talk about home, but also talk about business, that is me in my, in my element, in my happiest moments. And so when I met Rain Martin, we just connected on a soul sister level. I absolutely adore everything that she is and the brilliance, like the pure brilliance of this woman. I, I'm just so, so glad that we were able to connect and have a conversation on the podcast, on the show. So let me introduce you to Rain Martin. Rain Martin is the founder of It's the Impact and is chief leadership and purpose coach. Rain founded It's the Impact after realizing her passion and purpose is to help leaders and change makers who want to make a change in the world with lasting impact. She finds their strengths and or purpose and creates a path for them to attain the goals they want for themselves, their organizations, and their communities. Outside of work, Rain loves to spend time with her family and friends. She lives in New Orleans and takes part in the Mardi Gras parade every year, which coincidentally, it is Mardi Gras season, y'all. So let's go ahead and laissez le bon temps rouler, have some fun, and listen to this conversation with Rain. Rain Martin, I am, I just, I just love chatting with you. I love being in your presence because you're one of the most brilliant people that I have the pleasure of knowing. You are a, a New Orleans person, <laughs> which is always, you know, always near and dear to my heart being my home. And I'm just so thankful to have you here on the podcast. Oh my goodness. Thank you. I feel the exact same way. It's a mutual adoration club. <laughs> I yes, have the yes. chance to work with you and it's been oh, amazing. The, the, the way oh. you've helped elevate our business and take my voice and put it in the written word is special. I'm not easy that way. So it means a lot and I'm excited to be here. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, let's jump into it. I, I asked this question of everyone as kind of our starting question, but tell the world, how do you make money in your business? Yeah, so I have a leadership coaching business. It's a leadership program specifically for mission-driven uh, leaders, people who work in nonprofit, government, um, foundations, entrepreneurship, and I really help them create uh, the change in the world they wish to seek, uh, have better communities, 
uh, for the people that they're trying to serve. And um, yeah, it's mostly coaching, although I also do leadership development uh, programming as well. Yes. And one of the things that I really love knowing your story is how you talk about how you've like you've never had to apply for a job and just you being such a powerful generator, which you just create you create the world that you like that you want to see. And I just wanted, wanted to dive into that to talk about, you know, what does that mean when you start small and you say you've never had to apply for a job in your life? And how, what's the crossover between that and the work that you're doing with the leaders that you're impacting? Yeah. So, I mean, I think generator is a, a good word, probably. I can't remember when it started, but I just had a very early drive to go out and create the exact opportunity that I wanted to see. And as I've reflected in this older stage of life, I think the big driver there and what I really enjoy helping other leaders do is I look at myself as a vessel for creating better in the world, right? And so it's not... It's like when I'm working toward getting the position that I want or creating the company that I want or creating a nonprofit that I want, it's like I'm acting almost as a higher power uh, from a higher power. And it's not even, you know, I'm not super religious, so it's not like I'm saying it from even that standpoint, but I really am driven by putting myself out there to make big things happen for other people. Um, And that's what I get to teach other people how to do now. So when I create something, a job for myself, uh, by going out and talking to the right people at the right time. I'm coming from a place of having extreme clarity about what the world is that I want to see, having extreme confidence in my skill set, and then being super smart about who I talk to and when. And with that combination, I, I believe that you can get yourself in any position that you really want. And, uh, I've done that. I didn't realize I was doing it at the time, (laughs) but now that I do, I have just the extreme joy of helping lots of other people do that same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I also don't want to gloss over Mm -hmm. the the fact of, of just how impressive your resume is. Mm. Like you've, like you've done some really transformative work. And I think one of the things that really draws me about you is that, you know, you are also focused on what's what's really at stake mm-hmm. in the work that you're doing. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think that that's also something that's really admirable about you. And then also how you how you um, encourage the people that you work with to think about what's really at stake. Yeah. here. Like, what, what are we really talking about? What are we really trying to do? So I just wanted to, mm-hmm. to share that thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I appreciate that. And, and I, you know, it's an example when, cause I think it will reinforce the notion of purpose. Right. I, after Katrina, yeah. cause you were both New Orleanians here. Right. I, from Louisiana, not New Orleans, but I knew I had to come back and help with the rebuild cause I'd had experience in government. I didn't know anyone here. I, I'm very particular about who I work for and I wanted to work in education. So I, and I knew they were doing some really aggressive cutting edge work there. And I got myself there, you know, through again, clarity about what I wanted, confidence in knowing what I could offer and then talking to the right people at the right time. Um, And when I got in there, what I would often say to folks is, you know, 
while we're sitting here talking about, you know, what color a building should be or what curriculum we need to buy, there are kids that are, whose livelihoods are literally depending on us in this moment. And so it is being able to really embody what's at stake and the significance of what it is you can really contribute in the world uh, when you're even engaging in seemingly small things. And even when I work with clients, it's like drawing them to that too. You might be in this position and you might be stuck with this problem, but what are you really doing in terms of changing the world, right? Um, And that's what I mean when I say that really drives me on a very regular basis too. Yeah, no, that it, it is so important too. It's really so important. And I think that, you know, for for my business, you know, mm-hmm. when we started talking about the ethics of marketing, the ethics of messaging, I, I had to, to have that moment to sit back and say, what are we actually trying to achieve here? You know, because I can write, you know, great copy or have the team write great copy and have that, you know, do its job of making sales, right? Yeah. But what's the what's really at stake? Like what is really how how are we, the copy house, really contributing to Contributing to maybe the problem or actually off, actually offering a solution to the problems of psychological manipulation and marketing and messaging of, of these things that are that permeate the whole entire ecosystem of, you know, our capitalist society, yeah. this really insular online marketing space. Mm-hmm. Right. But do I, I had to have I had to have a conversation with myself, you know, as the owner of the copy house to say, OK, do I really want to add to that problem or do I want to do something that feels a little uncomfortable and actually is you know, a little bit of difficult, hard work and say, how can we actually make a change? Yeah. And I I had to I had to harken back a little bit to my rainness there <laughs> to think about what are we actually trying to do here? <laughs> it's not just writing great copy. It's actually changing the narrative of online marketing. Yeah. So that's my big sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. And in New Orleans, it wasn't that I was working in education. I was trying to give people an opportunity to have a thriving and amazing life through education. So yes. it's like, how can people and leaders be so rooted in literally them being a vessel for that and think about all their time and energy being leveraged for something that significant? I think that's why. I've always appreciated you because we know that the world is full of lots of things designed to hurt lots of people um, at worst and at best just basically stall out people, right? By having them believe they're not worth it. They don't have opportunity. They can't have the life that they want or, or be killed like worst case scenario. Mm -hmm. Right. And so the privilege of leading a life that we get to, live because we've chosen it to know that our work is changing that is really just super important. And honestly, only the leaders I work with, the leaders I work with care about that as well. And I only work with leaders who care about that sort of thing. Just a minute, please. So here's the situation. The launch messaging and strategies that worked 18 months ago aren't going to do the job in today's world with COVID rounding around to, oh my God, year three, inflation up the wazoo, geopolitical upheaval, and all the other mess that's making us really uneasy right now. Plus, life is lifey right through here, and I think that we could all use a little bit of joy and happiness, right? Right. 
So on Thursday, March 24th at 3 p.m. Eastern, I am hosting a free live spring fling house party. Yes, another party, y'all. In it, I am sharing my top strategies to master your messaging in today's world and launch with confidence in this upcoming quarter. I'm also giving away more than $2,000 in house party favors. And yes, there will be music and there will be dancing. So this is not your average webinar, not by a long shot. So come and have some fun and add your name to the guest list at www.thecopyhouse.com spring. And remember that's house, H-A-U-S. Yes. So I want to, I want to jump into this question um, because I've been reflecting on it as well. Uh, so what's something that leaders get wrong when it comes to their thought of their legacy or their approach of creating their legacy, yeah. shifting gears mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the main thing that I see with leaders is waiting for permission, waiting for direction um, instead of owning their position of leadership. And, you know, I'm going to say something that might be a little controversial, but I'm just going to, because I really believe it. And I feel authentically about that. I feel in some way that's getting a little more problematic. Um, You know, a lot of the language I see is about everyone feeling great and everyone, no one's feelings getting hurt. And look, I'm not saying, excuse my language, be an asshole. Okay. Like, as a leader, right. you have responsibility to be respectful, to treat people well, to develop relationships. But at the end of the day, we're all in this work to radically change the world and the community that we're in. And I often see that because we're waiting for permission around those among us or those that were that are responsible to us, that we aren't actually making the game changing moves that we know we know we need to make. It's not like we don't know the things that can change the world. Um, We're just not necessarily positioning ourselves to be the people that enact that level of change. Um, And sometimes when we don't, we make excuses. It's, you know, I don't have the money. I don't have the resources. I don't have the people. Um, Well, you know, I'm sorry, but that's your job is to go and get it. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, very loving as a coach. And I, you know, have great relationships with the people I coach with, but I also hold them accountable for knowing that, yeah, you don't have those things because it's not easy. That's why they don't exist in the world for a lot of other people, but your position to get them and your position to actually make it more so that other people can have it. So step into that shit, you know, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. it's hard, but you've been blessed. You've been blessed. So you've got to do yeah. something with that blessing. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And I think you said something really, really, really important there. There's so much rhetoric out right now about, you know, this easy leisure field, like leisure filled leadership. Mm-hmm. Say that three times fast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like there's this, you know, there's. Yes. There's this idea of like, you know, you can have you can have a business or an organization or be a CEO and, you know, be on the beach in Bali, which that might be a thing. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that Mm -hmm. could be an avenue and it's very valid. But I think also that we can't. 
or maybe you know this is this is going to go contrary to a lot of people and I know that there's going to be a lot of like maybe mindset coaches or like you know <laughs> business coaches who are going to be like no you're wrong but I think that we we shouldn't shy away from or be um be hesitant to do the hard things in our businesses yeah. too because I think that they can be fruitful mm-hmm. like there's some things like if you're if you're building things from a place of 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 change like if there's a point to the hard, mm-hmm. right? To the hard work for the betterment of your end user or for your changing communities, changing lives, changing the world, right? I just don't think that that's like a snap your fingers and that's done yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And uh, like, I just don't, like that makes no logical sense to me, even though there's all kinds of people who are saying, oh no, this, uh, you know, business shouldn't be hard and it can't, it shouldn't feel hard and, and all these things. And... I guess what I'm trying to say is the idea that there are things that are going to be difficult to do in your business. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you shouldn't do them or that you shouldn't, that there's something wrong with maybe how you're approaching it, that maybe just by the function of what you're trying to do, it's going to be difficult, yeah. but that doesn't mean that it's not worthwhile or something that you should pursue. Yeah. 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 No, I agree. And I think it's the same with leadership, particularly in social service, right? Like in the world where you're yeah. literally responsible for bettering bettering of communities and look it doesn't mean that you have to hustle all the time it doesn't mean you shouldn't take care of yourself because you should but you should take care of yourself so you can lead right I mean it's not it's it's not let's just take care of ourselves because we want to be nice it's take care of yourself so that you have the fuel the next day to keep pushing into the world that you're trying to create for others and look it's not for everybody I'm not going to say that it is, but I agree with you that um, paying lip service to these things being easy is a disservice to people because then when it's hard, it feels like something's wrong with them, right? Or when it's hard, mm-hmm. it feels like they're not on the right path, even when their gut says that they are. The truth is, and you know this about me, I know quite a bit about how the brain works. Um, we have 60,000 thoughts a day, 80% are negative. 80% are repetitive and doing new things and doing difficult things is literally a fertilizer for all the negative thoughts that are going to try to keep us static and keep us stuck. And the only way to get through that is to do some of the hard work it takes to get yourself to the next level. And some of that is doing the work to your point. And some of that's internal. Both is hard. <laughs> Both is hard. Right. And there's no avoiding it. And frankly, if you try to avoid it, it's just going to get harder because the only way it actually gets easier is to go through the hard things too. Right. Mm-hmm. But again, to your point, we don't really like to talk about that because it's not as sexy and it doesn't sell as much stuff. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Bringing it full mm-hmm. circle. Right. Mm-hmm. So tell us about the next phase of your business. What's the, what's something that you're working on right now that you can share with yeah. us? At this oh my God. Thank you for the question. So I've been, you know, a very successful one-on-one coach for about eight years. And that's after about 25 years of leading in the public service arena, starting a nonprofit, being uh, a big wig in government agencies. So now I am going to roll out a, an actual program. It's, um, a year-long leadership program called the Game Changers Alliance. So, and it's a place. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm doing a little <laughs> dance here. All the people can't see me, but I'm doing a dance. <laughs> I know. You know it's a long time coming, so... 
Yes. <laughs> but it's really taking the elements of my framework, which is purpose, path, and psyche. Know where you're going. Be confident in where you're going because you know who you are and why it matters to you. Have a smart strategy, right? Like know the thing that's going to literally change the world and have a smart plan to enact it and then manage the hell out of your mind because it's going to try to stop you, right? Like those are the three things. And so um, having turned my work into a clear point of view, which I also want leaders to do with their own work every day, allows me to build out programming that I think is going to be wildly exciting. Everything from, you know, having people be wildly moved by your story to managing the heck out of your thoughts in a real organized technical way. Um, I'm not, excuse me, into the woo-woo-y mindset-y stuff again. Might, might yeah. upset some people to say that, but I do believe that there are very practical ways to brain hack. Um, and I teach people how to do that to making sure that your decisions are strategic and not from a place of stress. All those things are really combine to then have you be a change maker in the world. There's no better gift you can give the world to make the world better for other people. Um, and so that is what I'm excited to do on a grander scale. Oh, I'm so stoked. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Uh, I can barely hold it in. No, this is so, this is so great. And, and I also just want to, to put a point on your work around psyche, because I think that there's a lot of people who talk about mind, mindset, brain related things. But I find the way that you approach it is accessible for people, whether they are on the on the woo spectrum. I I, I joke with my friends and tell them that I'm target woo. Like I, I'm like, you know, like I like the pretty stuff. I'm like, it's kind of surface level, you know, um, but, you know, like, the, but it appeals to people who are who are on that part of the spectrum, but also people who are really um, uh, uh what's the word scientific, mm -hmm. you know, like people mm -hmm. who want to look at the it science. from a very practicable, mm -hmm. practical, yeah, tangible um, way. And, and so it, it almost reminds me of, um, there's the book psycho cybernetics. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you've read no. that. It's like an old book. Well, I say it's old, but it's, um, it's this book that was gifted to me from a coach mm. uh, a couple of years ago. Um, and it's really, really interesting on how it talks about mindset, the power of mind in this balanced way that you really have mastered approaching it from. So I just, for the people, whether you're on like the, I'm on the wooer mindset side, or I'm on the, I'm a very practical scientific person side, you will find benefit in how, how Rain talks about psyche. So I just wanted to put that out yeah, there as well. You. Thank so, you. Thank you. So, yeah. Thank you. So, so, and I'll, I'll put the, I'll put the, um, the, the, the links to things in the show notes. Cause I know that we are, you're, you're um, going to be releasing this soon. Mm -hmm. So when it's ready, we'll, we'll link to that in the show notes as well. As well. So let's talk a little bit about, um, thought work and empowered thinking. So I know that you have a workbook that helps yeah. support this. Can you tell us a little bit about, about that yeah. workbook? Well, first, let me share something that is personal. It took a while for me to get to a place of sharing, but I value the, the just ability to model for others, right? So I, uh, at the age of 40, I was diagnosed obsessive compulsive disorder, which it turns out is not a cute little, let me put things in order, affliction, or, you know, always wash my hands, which again, for people who have that, that is, that is harrowing as well. But it more often, and it is with me, it's a, it's a thoughting, um, what I call a thoughting disease, right? It's chemical, it's chronic, 
And it means that my brain has to entertain more irrational negative thinking than most people. So I sometimes refer to it as waterboarding of the brain, sort of how I, <laughs> my common, my common frame for it. So other people can understand it. So, um, very typical for it to get diagnosed late in life. So I had it for about 20 years before and interesting story how I was diagnosed, but I'll, I won't share it here, but it is for anybody who, you know, wonders it, who has a plethora of thoughts that don't feel right and know that they aren't true, but they're really bothered by it. Like, don't be afraid to get checked out because it does, this particular affliction takes a long time before it's typically diagnosed. So, um, do, can you hear the dog, by the way? Uh, yeah, but it's okay. fine. Oh, we, can, we can reduce the... <laughs> okay, cool, cool, cool. So, so then with the, yeah. the empowered thinking work, because, I, because I've had to learn how to manage my brain so that I could you know, function because when it was bad, it was pretty bad. I now have a really clear way of teaching people how thoughts work in the brain, literally the science of thinking. Um, I'm able to clearly articulate for people how thoughts affect actions, not just that it does. Right. And then I'm able to help people what I call excavate sort of their own brains to understand the specific line of thinking that is a barrier to them to action. And then because I believe, and this is a special rain part of it, I believe we also all have the empowered thinking that we need uh, in us, but often it's hidden by the negative things. Again, because it's not your fault, it's just how the brain works. The brain likes to operate that way. So what I also gifted to be able to do is help people find that thinking pattern that also exists with them that's authentic, that can propel them to the action that they want to take. So it is something that I find particularly for leaders is helpful because leaders aren't often granted that kind of support and coaching. It's often how to be a great manager, how to have a vision, how to manage time, but not really given the space to be vulnerable and supported in terms of how their own big supercomputer is either helping them or hurting them. So it's something I truly enjoy helping people with. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you for breaking that down. And uh, the links to the workbook that helps mm -hmm. you help will help people work through this. We'll put that in the show notes as well. Um, that Excellent. way you can get that, that, that gift. Yeah. yeah. I feel like we all, you know, whether you're in, you know, you're in a community services type role or you're, you're any type of business owner. I feel like this part yes. of brain work, thought work is so crucial to long-term success. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And what we're trying to do. So Absolutely. I appreciate that. Good. And I yeah, download that. the link anybody because it is a very, I, I love it. <laughs> I'll say, I mean, I did create yeah. it, but I also legitimately think it's good <laughs> because it actually breaks yeah. to, to your point, Mia, it really breaks down the steps. Like it's very thoughtful in terms of step one, what's the problem? Step two, what are you thinking about the problem, right? Separating facts and thoughts, then identifying specific emotions, identifying thought patterns, challenging those thought patterns and regrounding back in something else. And it's a very stepized version that makes it super easy for a novice person to do that work for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So Rain, where can the people connect with you and find you? <laughs> well, just so happens that I, this wonderful woman named Mia created this beautiful website. 
<laughs> that I constantly get comments yes. on, by the way. Um, it's www.itstheimpact.com. There's multiple places Ooh. there. Yeah, it's so beautiful too. Like just go look at it, people, because it is Mia and her team did a fabulous job. Um, there's multiple resources on there that you can you know, download. There's a way to contact me through there. And I would say LinkedIn is another great place um, to message me on LinkedIn uh, as well. Awesome. All right. So this is our last question to book in. Right. So what's, yeah. So what's one thing that's keeping you pumped up and moving forward these Ooh, days? Oh gosh, what a great question. You know what? I have rediscovered my connection with music recently. So I love it. And, but often I can find myself listening to NPR a lot or listening to podcasts. And then I forget to turn the music on even for five minutes. And one of my, two of my favorite things to do with dance, well, three really, one is to get in my car and put all the windows down, put the top down and put it on so loud that people are literally staring at me dancing in their own cars. <laughs> so I've been doing that lately. I, I was it. playing Snoop Dogg the other day and like people were fist pumping out of their cars when they were passing me because I happen to prioritize having good speakers in my car. So there's that. Um, dancing while I'm cooking with my kids with the music on really, really loudly. And then, um, on quiet evenings every now and then cooking with my husband, also exploring new music. So I've been just really regrounding back in the power of motion and music and happiness that way. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. I love that so much. Yeah. For, for me, what's keeping me pumped up and moving forward these days, it's actually slowing down. Mm. Um, I realized that I was head down, knee deep in work all the time. And one day my, my three-year-old came to my office door and he just looked so sad. And he was just saying, mommy, mommy, come sit down with me. Aww. And I was just like, I can go sit down with him and watch 10 minutes of home on Netflix. You know, I can do yeah. that. And so I've been, yeah, I've been really just trying to slow down more, um, and, you know, just have those moments. Like the other day, I went and got Funfetti cupcakes for the kid, <laughs> like like the mix. Yeah. And I was like, you know, my my eldest, he loves, he's obsessed with uh, mixers because he loves like electronics and the sounds mm -hmm. and stuff. And so I was like, all right, he's going to do the mixing and my littlest is going to do the pouring. Oh. And it was just great fun. We got a mess everywhere, <laughs> but it was, so, it was so much fun. I was just like, all right, this is... 30 minutes of us making cupcakes and icing the cupcakes and they love the cupcakes. So, and it was great for my soul oh, too. So slowing it. down. Yeah. Yeah. Having fun. Yeah. Having fun. I'm happy. I'm yes. glad for that for you. You deserve that. You work so hard and you do such an amazing job that yeah. I'm glad you're getting some time. Yeah. For fun and, yeah. and just peace. That's awesome. Absolutely. Well, Rain, thank you so, so, so much for being here and just sharing a bit of your process, your brain, the amazing things that you're doing out in the world. Um, I, for one, am always so glad and grateful to be able to support you in any kind of way. So I appreciate you taking time and sharing with my audience oh, today. Oh, thank you. I feel the same way. I feel like we're going to be like friends for life. So... <laughs> Oh yes. Oh yeah. You can't you can't you can't break the New Orleans <laughs> you know, apart. So. That's totally true. Yeah. And you know, it's just you know, yeah. to have someone in business who cares as much about their business being an instrument for change is so special. And I just really do appreciate that 
about you as well. It's, it's unfortunately uh, unique, right? But we're going to get more people there. We're going to get more people there together. Yep. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Rachel. All right, Mia, thank you. Thank you for listening to the Money Marketing and Mission Show. If you liked this show, please do me a favor and head on over to iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts and leave a five-star review. It really helps our show get found and into the ears of the right listeners. And it would mean the world to me to know that you got value from the discussion here. So, uh, and if you want to get in touch with us, we're at The Copy House. Remember, that's H-A-U-S on all the social media channels, Facebook, Instagram, and and LinkedIn, and you can learn more about the Copy House and how we do copy differently by visiting www.thecopyhouse.com. And remember, that's house, H-A-U-S. Catch you later.